Singh spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, and good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearlie. Good morning. Good morning. Are you kidding me? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Pull the top off this thing. Let's roll. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, How are you doing over there? How I'm ready to go. I, I've been secluded in a corner, in a dark corner. <laughs> they let me out. I'm ready to roll here, man. It's beautiful outside. Uh, me, Let's we talk might about need golf. to check and see if Pearlie's got rabies or something. <laughs> oh, I, God. I'm following every dang rule they got. Something I'm in that coffee over I'm there. Done. I know you and I, I got are my not... bandana here, but we're six feet apart parts of where I can pull it off. Right. I, I took a mask in the Trader Joe's. It looked like I was going to rob the place. Yeah, I got in line was... there, too. Got behind the blue line and yep. uh, crept my way in there. Yep. Well, we formatted the show like a round of golf. This first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. So uh, check us out on our social media outlets. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is uh, Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is uh, just Jay Delsing, and Instagram is out there, and we don't know what it is. Uh, I want to thank Donahue uh, Painting and Refinishing for sponsoring the show. Great folks, yes, high sir. quality work, um, and they are itching to get back to work. I talked to Bob and Kathy, and uh, I think they're starting back May first. Awesome, and uh, uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody's doing it safely and the right way. So, okay, so lots going on, man. Golf's going to be the first sport back. I have watched so many replays of golf <laughs> tournaments, whatever I can. Uh, they were kind of fun for like a little bit, but yeah, done. Uh, yeah, the golf is on the way back. As you know, I'm from Illinois. Uh, our our illustrious governor decided that we shouldn't play golf. All I want to know is what what his handicap was. So my understanding is he don't have, he's got a handicap, but it's got nothing to do with golf. Yeah, he doesn't look like he swung a club very often. Oh uh, I saw him the other day. It's. Um, yeah, so the tour released uh, a revamp schedule, and it is going to start at Colonial down in Texas. And um, so a lot of interesting things, bro. First four events for sure, no spectators. Yeah, what is it? What that, is, so, that drives me crazy. So as a player, I definitely fed off of that energy. I felt it. It, You know, I embarrassed myself a lot, you know, you in front of people, you're like, damn, I wish I could have done that with nobody watching. Are we going to talk about those on the show? We don't have enough time. But what I wanted to ask you about, will this take, and if, if there's such a thing as a marginal tour player or or a guy that's they like to call guys more like me, like a journeyman or something like that, will this make a difference with no people out there in uh, terms of them being able to feel like a little more comfortable, you know, we're talking. Oh, talk- I see what John, you mean. We're talking about you. such small incremental things that can turn a guy's career around. Do you think? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How would you look at it? I've carried for you through a couple tour schools, a couple things like that, to where it was big time golf, big time pressure, but there wasn't anybody out there watching. Right. Uh, you played PGA West. You played big time uh, uh, sports or uh, tournaments. And when you went through tour school, heck, especially towards the end, uh, when you when you're going through it, half the guys or more had won golf tournaments before. It's not like they weren't great players out there. Right. How would you compare it to that? Because there was no spectators. Right. So for me, 
I feel like I play better with the spectators. Mm, okay. What I'm asking you, though, because you know the majority of the personalities on tour are not extroverted. They're more yeah, introverted. Yeah. You think it's easier for them? You think it could it? Could it? Oh, it certainly could be. Yeah. You're, 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 it's not the roar of the crowds and not the intimidation factor, which obviously happens a, a boatload out there when you're trying to play and you're a little bit nervous and everybody's staring at you and stuff. Uh yeah, I think that's interesting. Gee, I didn't think about that. Then it's kind of that well, that next level of edge of pressure because you can go very much under the radar. You're playing well, you know the cameras are still on you, but you can kind of disappear. And especially, I know you're going to talk about this, but how they're even going to cover the events? Right, they're right, not going to be right, able to cover right, right, it right, right. as intensely. No, right? It's going to be very interesting. But that thought came to mind today, and I thought I yeah. wanted I w- wanted to share that to see. If this is going to take just, you know, how great all the players are on tour. You get on the PGA Tour and you're a great player. That's all there is to it. But, you know, you're splitting hairs Mm. to try to get, you know, to that next level and that next level of great players. So I I actually thought of that. Um, Here's here's what I I don't know if we're going to talk about this or not, but I have a problem with let some spectators in. Put your mask on. It's got to stay six feet. Out in the sun, doing all the kinds of things. Nobody's asking. You didn't even ask. Gosh dang it, let some people out there. Let 10,000 out instead of 100,000. Well, I mean, it's interesting because of any sport, this could be the the, the one to do it. You know, okay, the hospitality. Yeah, that's my point. The hospitality is not going to work, you know, with, with the closed seating. But unless you wanted to seat everybody, you know, skip a seat or, or two. But forget that part. Right. Make it like an old-time tournament. Yeah. You, you walk out there back in the day. Oh. There wasn't hospitality tents right. and bleachers and stuff, right. more or less. You you walked out there. You walked around in the park. You sat down and had a sandwich under the tree. You enjoyed yourself. Just stay six feet away and, and move it. But anyway, you, I think, I you, think that's the, not in our notes, but I couldn't no, stand out no, saying that. No, that's fine. That's fine because, well, I mean, that's one of the things. That's the big appeal with us yeah. because we are not in a stadium. We are on a three, three you know, anywhere between 250 and four, 500 acres sometimes. Yeah. You know, so the social distancing can work. Um, yeah, it's real interesting. Just um, kind of jumped the gun because we're just, I, I can feel your energy too. I'm just excited that we have a lot of stuff we want to cover. I have an interview with a, a guy named Scott Sawyer, who is from Lawrence, Kansas, who picked up and left and took his son. I don't meet to Kansas. You see him, he just yeah, stood backflip in his chair. That's, a, that's <laughs> Which is interesting on itself. Yeah, exactly. How do you do that? Um, anyway, he picked up, he and his 26-year-old son, with all this COVID stuff going on, left there and flew right into New York City. Wow. And it's a really neat interview. It's not a whole hell of a lot of golf-related, although he is a member at Prairie Dunes, which is one of my favorite <laughs> golf courses out in Hutchinson, Kansas. It, it had a golf thread. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're, we've got that coming uh, kind of coming up, too. But uh, So here's here's a, um, get back to the, the tour. Yeah. Um, think about this for a minute, Pearl. So the sources of revenue for these tournaments— to come in. If you just take take for example the PGA Championship, which was here back in 2018, Tiger basically reclaimed the tour. All this cool stuff happened. The number of people that were at the event was off the charts, but the PGA of America basically has a tight rein on that, and so it released no numbers. But I've been I've been to oh I don't know a dozen or so, yep. and I know that place was rocking. Oh man, over the uh, top. So okay, so no spectators. So you have no, uh, no, for the most part, no revenue whatsoever from no licensing product. Yeah, no gate at all. Not nothing from your hospitality suites. 
nothing from your your corporate sponsorship and no pro ams. I mean, these guys. So Pearl, what I was thinking about the winners and the losers here uh, on this whole thing, I think is how important is golf? We love it. I think it can be so symbolic. Is it as important as what the frontliners are doing in saving lives? No, not even close. But it's important for us to try to plug back into something. Absolutely. To help us feel like some of our life it's is It's entertainment. Is, it's is important. If it wasn't important, people wouldn't watch it. They wouldn't throw their money at it. It wouldn't be on TV every week. It's important. If that's one thing we've learned on this, what I keep hearing essential, I appreciate some people, you know, the life and death stuff. But what we're learning is... Everybody's essential. Everybody's doing a part to keep this thing going. And we've shut down three quarters of it. It doesn't work. A hundred percent. I mean, it's essential. And if 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 the guy is a if the dad is a janitor and he's supporting his family, that's essential to yeah, his family. Exactly and right. It, it, I, I never did like the way they they kind I of hated coined it. that thing. I still but hate it. The other thing. The other thing is this cool. <laughs> I think golf has an unbelievable opportunity to capture folks that they have not you know get some eyeballs on the game that that may not have. Well, they don't have anything else to watch, so we may. Well, I, we I think that's part of it. Way. I think the, just the fact that it wasn't even sports like anybody played. It was the NFL draft. Gave people something to look forward to, talk about that kind of stuff. Get golf out there. Get some sports out there. I don't think, to your point, I think it will capture more people. But right now, go throw a Frisbee and put it on TV, and yeah. people are going to watch it. We right. want to see some sports. That escape, if you will, is important. And especially with all the stress and, and pressure we've all been feeling, we need it. And if golf can help lead the way, and if it happens to be led in Texas, which is kind of appropriate because they're kind of going and making it happen too, that's a pretty sweet combination. Yeah, it's it's um, a, a big winner, a big win for golf. I think in that sense. On the flip side of that, man, the charities are going to get dinged big time, are big they, so big time. Money just, just won't be there for them. right? And, and and then you also pearl these host organizations. There's host organizations that run these events. You know, they work their asses off all year, all year long yeah. for one week. Yep. Yeah. And when you start saying, holy smokes, man, you're not going to be allowed to have people in there, then all of a sudden, do you need a vendor? Nope. What about the food you ordered? No. The trickle-down effect with-, well, with All the little businesses that support that. You bet all merchandising, the hotels and stuff that, that benefit from the area. No, it's a trickle-down nightmare. I mean, I meant merchandise, but the merchandise yeah. and the merchandising of all that, you know, those were all, mm-hmm. you know, multiple millions of dollars that all trickled back to the charity. So it's- it's a, a a little bit of a yin and yang, but uh, for the most part, it's going to be great to welcome them back. I mean, we still have six weeks before they they come on, but um, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to come. My prediction is going to start coming fast. I'm yeah, excited about it. I hope so. Um, here's a, here's another thing that I that I talked to some folks at uh, CBS about. So when they, when so you we you mentioned this earlier about TV. So they're gonna. These are obviously going to be TV events, and we have a television contact with a tour, and it's a robust one. But for the most part, a major network will send somewhere between two hundred and twenty-five and three hundred and fifty people to a site to get that stuff executed. Now you've been on this site as well as I have been many times. Is, people it, don't know what an incredible. Collaboration, collaboration of, yep. of a small town of uh, an army of um, uh, tractor trailer uh, trucks uh, to make this happen. Right. It's it's uh, the term. It takes a village is yeah. so appropriate here because you've got so many people coming together to try to make this show yeah. happen. So 
uh, CBS is going to do this uh, first event with somewhere between 75 and 90 people. Sounds like a lot, but it's not for what they do. No, not well. And, and you know, I just gave the other numbers from twenty, you know, from two hundred and fifty to three fifty. Yeah. That's that's about a third. What's really going to be interesting because I experienced this when I was you know doing some work for PGA Tour Live is they're going to be doing a lot of remote broadcasting, which is going to be interesting to see if we can see a difference in the broadcast. Oh, because we will. It's not it's not easy <laughs> to sit in a trailer and say, you know, oh, pick a spot, you know, Jacksonville. When the event's going on in, you know, Fort Worth, Texas, and to yeah. call it accurately, so well, it's going to be different. Uh, again, you know what we're learning too, right? It's going to be different, and you they're going to learn from it. There's going to be some things that are better, different, yep. and some things that aren't better, that different. So I think that it won't only be different, but going forward, I will challenge that next season they're going to say, hey, you know what, this worked better, this was better. Well, we're going to get some other changes. Yeah, there'll be some positive takeaways. Yeah. I yeah. think what I what I heard today from them is that Jim Nance will be the only. Uh, other than the guys on the ground, um, will be the only broadcaster on site. That's what, that's I like him. So yeah. he can, he can go talk all day long. As far yeah, as I'm I, I, absolutely. He's like a, a comfortable chair. Um, well, man, we've got a a bunch of other stuff to to talk about, but let's take a break here. So that's going to wrap up the on the range segment. But come back, Pearlie and I will be here for the front nine. It's golf with Jay Delsing. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring professional golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at beautiful Norwood Hills Country Club. Legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. That's ascensioncharityclassic.com. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore country club for sponsoring my show golf with jay delsing again for the second year when you join out at whitmore there's 90 holes of golf you get access to the missouri bluffs the links of dardine and the golf club of wentzville and the cart fees are already included in your membership there's no food and beverage minimums there's no assessments they have a 24-hour fitness center large pool complex tennis man they've just got great family oriented stuff and if you get over there you got to go in the golf shop and you have to say hello to my friend bummer bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game he and his staff out there run golf leagues skins games members tournaments couples events are available all year long if your family is looking for a place where you can hang out have fun Enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere. you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636-926-9622. 
we're all experiencing very trying times right now. But hopefully, we can reflect a little bit on the things that matter the most to us, like family and community. At St. Louis Bank, we want to wish you and your family safety and good health. We're a part of this community, and we are all in this together. In such uncertain financial times, you've probably never needed your bank to step up and support you more. We know, we hear you, and we are here for you. Our banking experts are doing everything they can to help. We're offering a skip a payment to all consumer accounts for mortgage loans and home equity line of credits. We're offering payment modifications with up to a six-month deferral. Our commercial and SBA loans will be handled on a case-by-case basis to provide the best relief for each unique situation. We understand that communication and speed are essential during this critical time. Get in touch with your commercial banking officer to take advantage of this program. If you'd like to speak with us, you can call 314-851-6200. We are going to move through this hardship, and we're going to do it together. St. Louis Bank, here for you when you need us today and in brighter days ahead. Grab your clubs. We're heading to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is the Front Nine. Pearlie and I are here, and um, and we got to thank Whitmore Country Club for again sponsoring the show this uh, in our second year. Great, uh, great friends, great supporters of the game. They've kept the golf course open. That's awesome. Ninety holes of golf um, out of Whitmore. You got to go in and say hello to our friend Bummer. I've been uh, texting with him. We're going to try to get a rematch because he thoroughly whipped my butt. Well, that's what I'm waiting. Year. I want to know the date on that. Something to look forward to. That. Yeah, absolutely. The, the way so, things are going in sports, that could be the major uh, sports activity in the Midwest, for crying out loud. Well, there's there's 90 holes of golf, and uh, if you join at, um, at Whitmore, you get uh, access to the links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and... Um, the Missouri Bluffs, there's uh, card fees are included in there. There's no assessments. There's no food or beverage minimum. Uh, 24-hour fitness complex, tennis courts, pool. It's it's a, a great place. The guys in the shop, Bummer and, his, and the team over there do some phenomenal things. They run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events. You know, there's a kids club in the main club. It's just a great place to go. You need to call Bill Brungart, and he is at 636 926 Nine six two two and um, yeah, Whitmore. Is it me? You played Whitmore not long ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. did you played lose any well. balls? We're talking about old stuff. You said you were smashing some drives. I so. smashed the driver that day. Uh, the greens were a little tough for me. The approach was pretty well, tough on some. But your of lesson them. was on driver. He never asked you for a lesson on driver. I, I, I no. didn't. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, so that, good. that could no, have something to do with he it. He might be listening to another uh, show to get his money I got an idea on the rematch with Bummer. Uh, I think it needs to be at Norwood because that's where the Ascension Tournament is going to be anyway. Oh. So it's a home and home. And then the rubber match, hopefully there is a rubber match because you win in Norwood, <laughs> is, is I don't know, neutral, flip, neutral or flip. No, it can't be neutral because you either got to go promote Ascension. Whitmore. we got to go, go back, back to Whitmore, Whitmore because they've been they, so good. They, they're yeah. a sponsor, so you got to yeah, go back they've there. They've been so but good. The rubber match then needs to go back there. But I think it would be awesome to have the next match. At uh, at Norwood, I think that yeah. would really be that would be cool fun. thing. Promote uh, Ascension, get some other things going there. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, this is the front nine. It's brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic, which is such a what a, a transition, great, a great you know, way to walk into this. I just can't <laughs> wait for that event. And um, okay, so we're going to go to our uh, this interview I have with Scott Sloyer. He is um, from the Midwest. He's from Lawrence, Kansas. 
he um, he and his son Tyler left uh, the Midwest oh five weeks ish or so ago and went to help out in any way they can. So enjoy this interview with Scott. I've worked in sports and entertainment for 25 or 30 years and for the last 10 years in ticketing. Uh, we're kind of a smaller version of Ticketmaster, and obviously there's nothing going on in the ticketing world right now. And a friend of mine has a staffing company in Kansas City, and she called and, and said, hey, there's I, they called me. They, they need 10 people tomorrow, literally tomorrow, to go to New York City. Um, do you want to go? And I go, what would we be doing? And she said, I have, you may be mopping the floors. You may be driving a shuttle van. It's just whatever they need you to do. I go, okay. I go, can my son come? She goes, absolutely. I need 10 spots and two of them are yours. So he said, okay. She said, they're going to be 12 hour working days, no days off. You sign up for um, eight weeks. And I said, okay, we're in. Um, I then had to, after we hung up the phone, I had to explain it to my wife and Tyler's mother that we were going to do that. And she was None too happy, but um, anyway, so when I hung up the phone, I looked at my son and I said, you know, it's been a long time since I've done 12-hour days, especially with no days off for eight straight, straight weeks. We get up here and my shift now starts at 4.30 in the morning and I get back to my hotel room about 8.30 at night. So 16-hour days, this is day 20 that I'm on. And I looked at my son the other day and I said, man, those 12-hour days are looking a lot better all the time. But um, anyway, we, we got up here, and my son is 26 and lives in Lawrence and, um, you know, grew up, in, grew up in Eureka. You know, we lived in St. Louis for 20 years and uh, went to KU, and he stayed, and then we ended up moving to Lawrence a couple of years ago. But anyway, he's real good with numbers, and so they immediately um, put him in the dispatching and uh, tracking and assigning department. And so he spends a lot of time on the laptop. Um, and run it up and down to the bus. You know, our headquarters of our hotel is in the bottom of the Park Central Hotel. So we have the entire hotel. We have about 850 nurses in our hotel. And so we're downstairs in the ballroom, so he has to run upstairs a lot when it's time for shift change to do the buses, make sure who's on the bus and who didn't make it and who's late. And they assigned me when I got here to kind of be the garter of the gate and information guy so the people couldn't get down into the ballroom. I was to try to answer as many questions as I could. And um, if I couldn't, then I'd point them in the right direction. Okay, that's where payroll is. That's where transportation is. That's where I-9s are. That's, you know, all kinds of different things. So when I started my first day, you know, I had my little area, and my area is the mezzanine looking down into the ballroom. And so I've got this, you know, long hallway of mezzanine, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to get a table. And because uh, a lot of the nurses were asking, do you have a microwave? They wanted to heat up their dinner from last night or a cup of soup or whatever. So, and we didn't have anything. So I just went out and bought myself. I went and bought um, a microwave and a coffee pot and all the coffee in the cups and all that good stuff. And so when they came down the next shift change, it obviously disappeared in about 30 seconds with that many people. And a nurse overheard me say that, where did this come from? And I said, well, I, I just went out and bought it. And she goes, well, you shouldn't have to do that out of your own pocket. And I said, it's not a big deal. I'm more than willing to, you know, support you guys. And she said, well, that's not right. I'll be right back. So she goes upstairs to her hotel room, comes back down in about 30 minutes, and she put something on Facebook, and she raised $3,300 in 30 minutes. And so it was unbelievable. So she went to Costco, and, and next thing you knew, we had 
five long eight by ten tables, and it's got fruit cups and power bars and you know just chips and you name it. And so they they've named it Scott's Cantina, and um, and now we have three microwaves and we have six coffee pots and we have a water dispensing machine and you know uh, at all times 144 bottles of water that they can grab and go and and so it's really you know I tell people all the time I threw down a seed and a tree grew I mean but it's all really due to them because now it's that initial 3300 stocked those tables with snacks but now what happens is you get 800 people up here for that long all their friends and family at home and the nurses from their home hospitals everybody feels helpless right they want to do something so they send them boxes of goodies well nurses now are coming down and going i can't you know they just sent me 48 pop tarts i can't eat 48 pop tarts <laughs> you know i want to donate them so the table just kind of keeps refilling itself over and over and over we've never had to buy another item again after day one so it's really kind of a cool you know story on how because a new nurse will come in because they're constantly restocking nurses will come in and say, Hey, you're out of pop tarts. I go, we're not out of pop tarts. I put out what y'all bring. <laughs> right. So if you want pop tarts, have somebody from home send you, you know, pop tarts. So, but it's, it's been interesting. You know, you would never have guessed what the most popular items, right? Um, obviously coffee and water, but then the number one item is a cup of soup and, you know, the cup of, you know, the one serve of Mac and cheese because there's, no, all the cafeterias and the hospitals are closed, so they have no food there. And so, being able to throw one of those in their bag, and when they get a break, if they get a break, they're able to pop one of those cup of soups or mac and cheese in the micro, you know, throw some water in and make a, a hot meal. So we we constantly get cases of those. And I, in fact, with some of the money originally, we I, I literally went on Amazon and ordered you know 400 cup of soups. And that didn't last long, but at least then people knew what to order from home. But anyway, so the second, so that's kind of, I also handle all the mail, the packages. We kind of set up a mail room where they receive packages. And that quickly became overwhelming um, because, again, you get 800 people and, um, you know, people are sending them boxes. And, and you know, I'll have, we'll have to put out a note about every three days, an email saying, please come pick up your packages because it's become so large and overwhelming that we're running out of space. And one will come down and say, well, I wasn't expecting anything from my mom. I'm like, I know, but people at home want to surprise you. So you need to come down and check every day for your packages. So that's the, that's the fun part of my job is getting to, you know, give them packages when they get one or give them snacks. The downside of the job that is, you know, draining and hard is when they get off, you know, the boss after a 12-hour shift, they they want to talk to somebody, right? They 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 just want to tell their story, or they want to get it off their chest, or you know what they've seen that night. And so the three guys that work under me, um, you know, because we work 24/7. I mean, with the canteen is open 24/7. Um, we we listen to a lot of stories, and it's hard. I mean, you know, we're talking about nurses that may be from Eureka, Missouri, or Lawrence, Kansas, that have. You know, a normal day for them, maybe seeing a guy that fell off his bike and broke his ankle or, you know, those types of things. And now they're going to their shift every day and zipping up 10 body bags. So, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's hard. Scott, set the scene a little bit about the city itself, and it's just got to look like a ghost town, almost like from a set of a movie or something, I bet. It's unbelievable, Jay, because, and I come up here a lot, um, you know, for my job, but also just for, it's just one of my favorite cities. And, you know, where you would normally say, okay, you know, we're at, we're by Central Park, and if you want to go down to the 9-11 Memorial to see it, you need to allow 25 minutes in a cab. Well, now it's two minutes, and there's no cabs really around. They've kind of shut down, but Uber and Lyft are still running. And now you can get down there in, you know, three or four minutes because there's literally, literally no traffic. I mean, there's no – the city is just empty, except for one thing. You know, I, I'm used to having to be careful when I walked off of, you know, step off a curb – I'm getting hit by a cab. Now you have to be careful when you step off a curb because of the amount of uh, Grubhub uh, bike riders, the guys delivering food. I mean, they're just everywhere, and they, they drive fast, and they don't care. And So the, the, there's lots of bikes out. Um, again, most all of it's food delivery guys. Uh, but the city, you know, the subways, the everything's just empty. You know, it's just it's, – it's really, really, really unusual. Um, now, a, a lot of the – the bodegas are still open because, again, they're considered grocery stores. The McDonald's are open, the Chick-fil-A, the Wendy's. Some of the, you know, Italian restaurants are, are doing delivery only. Some, you know, they're trying to keep their doors open. But, um, yeah, it, it's eerie how empty the city is. Okay, that's going to wrap up the front nine and the first half of this interview. Don't go anywhere. Pearly and I will be back for the back nine, and we'll do the conclusion of the Scott's Lawyer interview. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The 100,000 watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30 day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro Am Golf today. Pro Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314. 314- 781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProMGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing, again for the second year. When you join out at Whitmore, there's 90 holes of golf. Uh, you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis. Man, they've just got great family-oriented stuff. And if you get over there, you got to go in the golf shop, and you have to say hello to my friend Bummer. Bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game. He and his staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments. Couples events are available all year long. 
if your family is looking for a place where you can hang out, have fun, enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere, you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Hey, welcome back to the Back Nine. This is Jay Delsing and Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, and I got Pearly with me, and we are going right to the conclusion of the Scott Sawyer interview. Are the nurses that are that are coming from various parts of this country were they all um, did they all get signed up sort of the same way you did, where they they put out this need and people started filling it? Yeah, there's a there's a company called, and it's out of Kansas City, and that's how this all came about. It's called Crucial Staffing, and that's crucial with a K, believe it or not, Crucial Staffing. And they've been a company that's done this before when there's been a flood or a tornado or a hurricane. They're emergency management nursing people, right? They bring them in. But that's a huge difference of what we're doing. This is, you know, they made their share of learning mistakes at the beginning of this one because there's no playbook for this. There's, there's never been a situation, you know, they maybe send 20 nurses to a, um, you know, a hurricane site that are going to be there three or four days. And they're, they're nursing people that, you know, that are going to get healthy. Right. I mean, they're fixing broken bones or this or that. And of course there's some that die in a hurricane situation, but they're normally done in a week. This is the situation where, you know, they're, these people are, they sign 21 day contracts. And, and again, they, they work 21 straight days of 12 hour shifts. And then if they want to extend and do another 21, then they have a mandatory two days off. They must take at least two and they can take up to six um, days off just to kind of recharge their batteries and physically, you know, emotionally get reset again. Um, But yeah, they're from all over the country, but you know, even the ones that have worked for crucial before, have never seen anything like this. Again, you know, I, I got interviewed by a TV station in Wichita, Kansas the other day, and when the interview was over, um, I asked him, so how, and this was maybe a week ago, I said, so how is it down in Wichita? I said, I grew up in Hutchinson, so I'm familiar with Wichita. How did, how's the death rate there? And he said, well, we, you know, we've lost two so far, and I, I, I didn't mean to chuckle or giggle. I, and he said, he said, why did you make that sound? I said, well, you lost two total. I said, we lost one every two minutes yesterday in New York City. And he yeah. said, what? I yeah. said, yeah, we, every, we, we lost one person every two minutes yesterday in New York City. Died. And so it's, it's, it's really a, you know, sobering, you know, situation that we're in. But there's lots of heartwarming stories, too. Scott, how what is the morale like? I can't imagine. I, I, I totally understand why you were saying these nurses and and um, nurse practitioners get off of their shift and they need to try to reconnect and share and kind of unload. I, I can't imagine what the vibe is in that hotel. Yeah, it's um, and you have some that go right to their rooms and, you know, order their food. A lot of them order their food on the bus coming back knowing it's going to take 30 minutes. And so the food is there waiting for them. They get back um, and they just, you know, I bet half the ones in the hotel I've never even met because they just go straight to the room to, to kind of wrap their arms around. 
And then there's the, you know, there's the couple of hundred that need human interaction. You know, I need somebody to listen to me. And we brought in, we have like five, you know, professional out of California grief counselors that are here also that if I can't, I, I can, I've gotten pretty good in the last three weeks of being able to tell when this is more than somebody that just needs somebody to listen to them. Right. I mean, and that's what I'm there for, but I can tell when somebody's kind of hit the wall or getting ready to melt down and needs a professional. I'm not a professional. I'm, I'm just trying to be a good listener, but when it gets past, you know, gets over my head, then, then I go find one of the grief counselors and, you know, we've set up a devotional room where they can, you know, be quiet and, and, uh, you know, they can go get their thoughts with them or pray or whatever they want to do in a devotional room. But, um, and we probably lose 10 nurses a day that just tap out. They're just like, I can't take anymore. You know, it's just, and we try to, you know, we always try to tell them, Hey, go, you know, go to sleep, go sleep on this, go, you know, see how you feel when you get up, take a day. You know, they always have the opportunity to take a, what we call a, a mental day off. They don't have to work the 21 straight days. I mean, there's nobody making them do, anything if they don't feel comfortable um so we try to you know we try to keep them if we can um but some of them you know again about 10 a day just it's time to go home and that's okay i mean this isn't this isn't for everybody and if you have four thousand nurses you know we have six hotels in new york city with four thousand nurses i just happen to be at the park central but um you know the percentages are going to say that you know there's one or two percent that are just you know, and I feel the part that makes me feel the, the worst when they do tap out is that how apologetic they are. And I'm like, you have nothing to apologize for. You know, you, you gave it your best shot. And uh, well, it's a contribution. So, They've made a contribution. It's not, you know, everybody's constitution is a little bit different, you know, and some right. some can handle more than others. But Scott, are is there a are you continually replenishing the supply? And talk a little bit about what the last week or so is like. Have you been able to see a difference? And as you know, we start we we watch the numbers fall. Yeah, you know, interesting. It's interesting you ask that. Um, we stopped. We were back loading with nurses, and we we stopped bringing anybody else in because it is starting to slow down. So there'll be some natural attrition. I mean, I've got eighty percent of our nurses signed up for another twenty-one days, but that twenty percent, we don't need to backfill now because the numbers are so. You know, they they had a tent set up at Coney Island outside the hospital for overflow. Well, they they closed that tent down because the numbers are just you know are are flat. Um, the, you know, the, the death rate is still the same. It, um, it's not growing. That's a good thing, but it's flat. But we're still losing, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred people a day, you know, dying a day. But you're right. The numbers are we're not we're not backfilling anymore with nurses because we do feel like now we're afraid, though, that we're going to have to stay or the nurses will stay because most of the workers in New York City, whether it's Uber drivers or the restaurant workers or. Um, you know, the, the help in the hotel, whatever, a, a large amount of them live in New Jersey. So they're picking up the bug over here and then going home. So New Jersey starting to become a hot spot also. I mean, there, there's as it's flattening out for New York City, all of a sudden New Jersey starting to get to be a hot zone also. Scott, are you and Tyler, I know your son Tyler's there with you, are you and Tyler feeling like you're protected? Do you have enough masks do you have oh, enough yeah. we, we we do i mean they provided us with everything we need having said that 
with what I do. I mean, like I said, Tyler's kind of down in headquarters. He doesn't interact nearly as much as I do. Um, at some point, who knows, one weekend, 10 days in, whatever it is, we just both looked at each other and said, we're, we're going to get this, right? You can't be in a hotel with 800 nurses that have just worked around COVID all day long. And no matter how often you, you know, we're good about wearing our masks, we're good about washing our hands, not touching our, you know, no matter what you do, we just, we're just under the assumption that we're probably going to get it. And it, you know, it just is what it is. You hope that you're healthy enough. And, and, um, you know, our, actually the number, one of the, I can say, can't remember who it was. I mean, she got it two days in. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. People, the percentages say that, what is it? 2% of the people are going to get it. And so Tyler and I just, you know, it's easier just to assume you're going to get it. It's just a matter of time. You know, we hope we don't, and I have no desire to be sick. Um, but you can't sit around and fret about it. We're too busy, right? There's, there's too much stuff to do. But, yes, we're very careful, and we've been provided with great equipment to stay healthy. But, you know, I, I don't – to be honest with you, I was very nervous flying up. One, it, I wasn't just bringing myself. I'm, you know, my son, who's 26, so he makes his own decisions, but I'm still a dad. I didn't want – you know, I was nervous about what I was introducing my son to. But we worked so hard – for so many hours that you just don't have time to worry about it. You just do the right things. You follow the right protocol, but there's some things, you know, we started this, we started it with, okay, no more than two people in an elevator, right? Try to do your social distancing. But again, you have 800 people, 400 people need to go at shift change, you know, within 30 minutes, you know, and they're all sitting on the bus six inches away from each other. Right. So at some point you just go, we, we just didn't do the best we can. Well, man, I I uh, I have wanted to thank you and your son and all those nurses. This whole effort is just monumental, and um, I've got two daughters living in the city, you know, and um, I think about them every day, and I talk to them, and they're staying safe and they're staying home, and um, you know, we are a golf show, and I know you're a member out of Prairie Dunes, which is one of the great golf courses in the entire country. I, I'm sure that that is so far away from your reality in your mind right now but the weather is starting well, to turn it, back here funny, in the midwest I, you know as a member i get the, the you know the little email newsletter type updates um you know every three or four days and uh tyler and i are you know we miss it we we go off almost every day together in lawrence and you know try to get in nine holes at least and yeah we can't we can't wait to swing a golf club again unfortunately the, the, the bad thing is even when we finally do get to come home and it'll probably be, you know, in June or whatever. So the weather will be perfect. When we come home, we then have to quarantine ourselves for 14 more days. So, um, you know, whenever you, when you come from New York City, no matter where you go, when you go, when you've been in New York City, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So I'm afraid it's going to be a while. We may go in the backyard, you know, we may go in the backyard and do a lot of chipping, but uh, <laughs> um, it's going to be a while before we get to be on a golf course. But yeah, I, I grew up in Hutchinson and, I love Prairie Dunes. It's one of my, you know, as you know, I'm sure you played. It's such a great track, and we miss all of our friends and, that are playing right now. And you know, I, I saw that I play in the member guests every year, which is one of the great member guests. And I mean, Bill Murray plays in it, and all kinds of people that are that are members, out of state members that people don't even realize. And I saw I just saw the other day that they're going to have to cancel it. And, um, so yeah, we we cannot wait to play some golf again, and can't wait to play with. You and Barney next time we come to St. Louis. So uh, 
anyway, yeah, yeah, golf is on our mind it's, uh, whenever we're not thinking about something else. Well, folks, this is Scott Slayer. He and his son, Tyler, have left Kansas, gone to New York City, and it looks like you're almost, it's almost like a deployment. You're going to be there, you think, until the middle of June. We so appreciate you sharing the story, and, and uh, keep safe. We are giving you a, a massive group hug. This Midwestern spirit that you have is uh, wel- welcomed in New York City, no doubt. Well, Jay, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, I'm lucky to get to watch these uh, these nurses every day. They're warriors. All right, that's going to wrap up the uh, the back nine. Pearly and I will be back with the 19th hole, and we're going to talk about that interview and talk a little bit about how cool uh, this this whole adventure for Scott is. And I know this is a golf show, but we're going to tie it in. So uh, come back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see PGA Tour champion legends. Proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth, including the Urban League, Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and more. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club-repaired lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. I want to thank Donahue Painting and Refinishing for supporting the show. When I was out playing golf, in my mind, I would see a picture that I wanted, and I'd try to hit the shot the way it was painted in my mind. The way you see your home is what Donahue Painting and Refinishing can make your home look like. Grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie and I are here, and we are on the 19th hole. The 19th hole is brought to you by Sniper Golf. i got to tell you about Sniper Golf real quickly. they got a brand-new ball out. You're pumped on that ball. I, John, I have told you this story. Hey, me, know, me, have you gotten your case of Sniper Balls yet? Just not yet. I would have lost them by now. Don't worry. No, well, you would, you, but you'd know how they feel. I, have, yeah. I don't know how they feel yet either. I haven't gotten them yet. Okay. No. Anyway, no. I'm waiting. I'm getting ready to tell you guys how to get them. All you got to do is go on the Sniper <laughs> Brand we website. SniperBrandGolf.com, baby. No, this, so I have had people ask me, hey, try this ball. We've yeah. been through this before. Many hey, times. what do you think about this putter? And I'm just like, guys, save your money. Don't mm-hmm. do this. A friend of mine asked me to do this. I'm, you know, I hadn't been playing, and it's 
It's a really good ball. And the most important thing, first of all, it's got a really cool logo, Sniper brand, so it's got the crosshairs as a logo. But the coolest thing is it's a great ball for $23 a dozen. I like that. That's that's just fantastic. Back to reasonable. Yep, it's just fantastic. All right, so, so John, what's the first thing you thought about from the interview with Scott? I, I get it. You know, it wasn't so golf-related, but this was just compelling. I felt like in the time that – what we're dealing with as a society, we're all sheltering in place and half out of our minds. The first thing I thought about was there's a guy that found a way to contribute because it's been hard to watch and our requested contribution generally is shelter in place. That doesn't feel good to me. So, I mean, I've been doing some other things, but nothing like this guy did. I think that's awesome and it kind of proves if you want to really jump in and help, there's ways to do it, and and he found a way, and good for him. Well, I said to him, I said, "How's your wife feeling about this?" Uh, she's like, "That's well, probably that's not too good. Not so great. Yeah. You're taking yourself and our son." And he said, "You know, my son makes his own decisions. He's 26 years old, but um, so so Scott had a kind of a life-altering event uh, several years back where he got very ill and nearly died, and he decided that you know what, I don't want to be involved in anything mm-hmm. that doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me. And you and I have been talking about this thing." about mattering. A friend of mine and I have been uh, this book on tape we've been listening to, and it's how important it is to do stuff that matters and to feel like you matter. I work, as you know, with different companies, corporations, and the big thing is always mission, vision, values. I've tacked, ironically, on that about a year ago to start out with what matters, and you can still align those other things, but it's all based on what matters. And of all the good things that are going to come of this crazy time, I think that concept is foremost in what can come of all this, is everybody's individually and as a group to determine what matters and stay focused on that for a while. Yeah, I'll tell you some of the things that... There's a lot of minutia we all deal with. It doesn't matter. That's what that's what I was that's where I was going to. I feel like we get so caught up in the debris of all of the things that are kind of shot at us and they're hitting us and we're bouncing around. You see what this guy is doing. You see how New York City is responding at seven o'clock each night mm-hmm. to these to the shift changes with the nurses and the doctors and and some of the things that teachers are doing for their their students. Where though I saw this one um, young lady, um, one of her I think it was a third grade little girl was struggling with her math, so she bought a whiteboard, went over to the girl's house, sat on her porch, the little girl was sitting inside of her door, and she was giving her a math lesson. Those are the sort of things that, you know, you're catching us at our best. Yeah. That is, that is you know, one of the things um, that... that I thought this, he had, Yeah, I thought he had a lot of great stories, Jay. I mean, when he talked about the nurses. Uh, and it's hard to, to get, right? Because I live in a little town. We're not seeing anything like this. Even in St. Louis, there's not that type of stuff going on. There's plenty of challenges, but not that kind of stuff. So it's a little hard to even relate to. Um, but there is a whole bunch of really good stories. Yeah. I mean, when you think of a hotel, an 800 uh, room hotel, that's got nothing but nurses in it and handling two, you know, 12 hour shift changes. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. So I just wanted that, that uh, story in there. Okay. So let's go to something a little lighter. That I'm in. Ready? Sign All me right. up. All right. So, a, a couple of weeks back, we I came up across this survey. I, I I just I just I don't know why I feel like it's so fascinating, but to hear what my fellow <laughs> tour players <laughs> think and say sometimes just kills me. It is it's an interesting group of people it out is, there. It has always killed me. I I can't I can't think of 
100 to 200 times when we would get in a car after a round of golf or something with someone we played with and laugh and shake our heads and go, oh, yeah. can you believe what he said or you know, did? We want to joke a lot of time on how crazy the caddies are. I guess if you really lined it up, especially after, you, you know, the the, uh, the Ted episode you've done, and I'm going to forget all the different caddies' names right now, but all the different episodes. Mark Long. These are, pretty, yep, these yep, are really Joe solid Trump. guys. Yep. So I think at the end of the day, it might be the players that are more crazy. Oh, yeah. Way more? Oh, man. I <laughs> I would never try to throw the caddies under, the, under our bus like that. Yeah, we are, we are pretty much nuts. Okay, so tour players were pulled and said, which major is the most important major for them to win? And this is so overwhelmingly lopsided, I was almost a little shocked. Masters. What percentage? Out of 100%? I'm going to say 80. 77 people, wow. 77%. That is a, I only said that because you said lopsided. I wouldn't yep. have guessed that before. Right. Um, of course, they had the, 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 some real important stuff like who has the best looking wife or girlfriend on tour. And? Uh, they came up with uh, Bads.com. Her name is Rochelle Badley. Bads.com. Aaron he's Badley. So, he's such a character. He, he was one character. of the first guys that, you know, did all that uh, personal promotion and things yep. like that. I remember when he first came on the scene. Yeah, He had that yeah. on his, he had Bads.com on, yeah. his, ba- on his bag. And is he, is like he a good guy? Did you ever yeah. get to meet him? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. played with him yeah. before. He's an yeah. Aussie, so I figured yeah, he's, he's a good an Aussie. Guy. When we yeah. first met him, though, he was a he was like 19 years old. Oh, absolutely. Remember, I think he won the Australian Masters at 18 as an amateur. Like the Aussies always came over here at 16, 17. When I was yep. 18 years old, when I was playing Canadian Tour, there was a whole bunch of Aussies, and they were just young as heck. And boy, did they get in trouble at every every town we went into. Every town, one of them was getting thrown, or more, getting thrown in jail. Oh, yeah. So not not hurting anybody, just doing crazy. Kind of hurting themselves <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> trying to do that, exactly. that thing a little bit. Yeah. Um, how many of the tour players said that they missed Jenny Miller? I'm afraid it's going to be low. I miss Johnny, but I'm going to say 20%. 33% actually miss Johnny Miller. 67% <laughs> said. Uh, you told it like it is. How many people miss, how many of the tour players miss Gary McCord and Peter Costas? Oh, I can't put those guys both in the same sentence, but you did. So I'm going to say 60%. That's it, right down the middle, 50 50. Yeah, that's because one's yeah. Peter and one's yeah. uh, right. Gary. Uh, if Brandel Chambly was taken off the air right now, how would uh, anybody miss him? I would. Uh, you're not, not a, a tour, tour player. player. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I'm not a tour you're player. Maybe that's why I'm not yeah. a tour player. Right. Probably none of them. Sixty-one uh, percent said they don't. Uh, only thirty-nine percent said they'd miss okay. him, and that's because there were a couple of comments uh, two years ago. I would have said I wouldn't care what happens to him, but he, they said he feels like he's gotten way better, and he backs his opinion up with a lot of good facts. I think he's always done that. I just think. He gets abrasive, and he's not afraid to say what he They're thinks. They're thin-skinned. Johnny Miller yeah. would, would also say it like it is. I liken it to when Bill Walton does basketball games, same thing. The guy misses it. He says the guy choked. The other guy said, oh, I think his hand got tipped, or maybe he was fouled. And he says, no, no, he choked. I thank goodness for Brandel, especially because Johnny's gone. I agree. <laughs> no, you I don't. Agree. You couldn't. I hated Johnny. Okay, there we go. I mean, not, not as a human being. I, lo- <laughs> no, I like right, him as right. a human no, I know, being. I, I played golf with that. him, and yeah. I just thought his it was too, um, man, the game is too hard, and he's forgotten. Yeah. You know? He just for, he's just forgotten. He was pretty um, good, too. Really good. He he won. I think his last tournament he won on a regular tour. Don't bring this up. Was Pebble I Beach. Won that tournament. Was Pebble Beach when he had the yips. And put his eyes closed. And he still won. I know. At 50-something years old, 
Pebble Beach with Bro, the yips. Think I needed about one that. birdie coming down the last six holes to get in the, to get either a lead or a tie for the lead, and wow. I want to finish in like fourth. Gosh, I, I'm over it though. No, you're not. Obviously, no. Which player on tour would make the best commissioner? This is mean know. current player. Yeah, uh, they're going to say. Uh, Oh, God, I'm so bad with the names. Who's going to be oh, Who is it? Uh, Stuart Sink is who they came up with. But this is so funny because as this survey winds down, the, the lack of caring is so crazy <laughs> because there are like 12% said Stuart Sink, uh, 6% said Jim Fjork, and the rest said we don't know, we don't care. Yeah, um, <laughs> That's a better answer. Here's a good one. Which shot would make you the mo- more nervous? A Ryder Cup opening shot. You being the first shot I've in the Ryder Cup. I've watched that, and those guys are so nervous in that shot. A six-foot putt for bogey to win a non-major championship. Which one makes you oh, more nervous? By a long shot, first tee of uh, Ryder Cup. But I, even I, close. I watched when when uh, Curtis Strange took on Nick Faldo. I watched Strange walk down to the first tee. I didn't know if he was going to be able to make the walk to the tee. The guy was so nervous. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was a captain's pick that year, and really, oh, had he a was tough feeling time. the heat big yeah. time. And he he hit the ball great. Follow couldn't find the club face, and Follow beat him. Follow and wins. that yep. poor uh, Strange was nervous as a cat for eight more than eighteen holes from the walk to the clubhouse to the first tee because I'm not sure he thought he could make it. And then the rest of the round. Here, here's a good one for you. What percentage of amateurs that you see in your, in your pro-ams are playing clearly inferior equipment? Here's the, here's, what, here's the choices you have. Most, some, not many, didn't notice. <laughs> well, you guys didn't notice for sure. Uh, and most of them are playing, the, I'm not sure about inferior, but they're wrong. Okay, so 24% said most are playing inferior equipment. 67% said they never exactly. noticed. Well, yeah. I got that right. Yeah. yeah. I know you guys a little bit. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's pretty good. Anyway, it's it's just kind of a... Um, Those are awesome. Yeah. Um, what was the most... What What's more embarrassing for a tour player to hit, to shank a shot or to four putt a green? Oh, a shank for sure. Yep, a shank is way worse. It says um, four putt. You can say I was going for. Now you don't know where the next one was going. (laughs) That's one of the problems. Well, so that survey is pretty cool. Um, You know, John, it's uh, it's interesting. We I I deliberately put in that little the segment, the interview about the COVID. uh, Just it's such a part of everything now that um, um, I really hope we can safely get past this. And start getting we're gonna some somewhat back to normal. You know we've got um, weather's turning. We're getting much better weather here. Next week we're going to talk about spring golf and what a what a bear it is. You know we mentioned that from time to time. I'm glad it's more of a focus. Uh, it's important for a lot of reasons, uh, and it is a bear. It's 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 so different. Well, we, what I wanted to help folks do is get off to a good start. Right, Man, that's why I mean like it's important. Sheltered. We're sheltering in place right after a long ass winter. We're sheltering in place and have to go play thick rough. I know. That's, that's a double whammy. That's, that's not right. Meat. I saw Meat put his clubs in a bag and he had a weed whacker in there. He's making sure the battery was <laughs> was fully charged. So we got to make sure he knows how to get out of the rough. Um, that's going to wrap up another show. Another show in the books. Pearly, thanks for joining me. Meat, uh, thanks for uh, letting us make fun of you, and thanks for keeping us. Uh, no, thanks for keeping us on track here. Uh, this is golf with Jay Delsing. 
Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.